Welcome to Zeal Church, whether you're here physically or online. Thank you so much for being with us today. And I want, I want us to think about, for just a few minutes, <clears throat> we're going to think about fruitfulness. We're, we are Zeal Church. Every once in a while, I come back and remind us of who we are. And uh, we're Zeal Church. The, the foundational scripture from the name that... that where the name came from, is Romans 12, verse 11. And you can pull out your notes if you'd like. There's also a place on the, uh, um, online if you want to follow along with the notes as well. Our foundational scripture was, or is, never be lacking in zeal, <clears throat> but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. It is God's will, isn't it? That, that we never be lacking in zeal or spiritual fervor. Another way of saying it, he does not want us going through life unempowered, apathetic, lethargic in our walk with him. He wants us to serve him and to love him with zeal. In fact, Jesus said it pretty plainly and pretty much in your, in your face. I may have even would have softened it up a little bit if I would have, you know, brought the message. But since it's his words, Revelation 3.15, in the message it says this, I know you inside and out and find little to, little to my liking. You're neither hot or cold nor hot. It'd be better, far better uh, to be either cold or hot. You're stale. You're stagnant. <laughs> You've lost your zeal. Now this next statement, it's rough. You make me want to vomit. Come on now. I don't want to make anybody sick. I make a few folks sick, but I certainly don't want to make God sick. So we want to keep our, our zeal, our spiritual fervor. But how do we, how do, we do that? <clears throat> keep from losing our zeal. I truly believe, and I've said it. I've said it before. I've made this statement before, and it's in your notes. Experiencing fruit is the one of the easiest ways to keep our zeal. Experiencing fruit is the easiest way to keep our zeal. No matter what you're doing, it's easier to stay enthusiastic when you're experiencing some fruit from your efforts. Correct. Absolutely. If you're on a diet, it's easier to stay motivated if you're seeing some pounds leave and your clothes loosen up a little bit. It's, it's the reason you go through the work of planting a garden. You want to eat some fruit and veggies from the garden. And it doesn't matter how excited you were whenever you planted. If you're not getting to eat some of the fruit from it eventually... You always have, you know, the seed time, seed time, then harvest. There's always that in-between time. But eventually you want to eat some of the fruit and some of the veggies. Mickey planted a garden, little garden this year. Sad. I mean, <laughs> sad. She planted some tomato plants and some lettuce and some potatoes and some peppers and a... And I think a couple of 
other things as well. And the, the fruit of her labor was about, was about a half a bowl of lettuce. And I'm not talking about a big bowl. I'm talking about an individual bowl. I mean, it was good, but it was not much. And then a cup about that big of these baby potatoes. The peppers never broke through the dirt. I mean, it was sad. And the tomato, the two tomato plants that she planted looked like wannabe tumbleweeds or something. I mean, they were <laughs> sad. She finally got depressed, I guess, with it and, and pulled them pulled them up last week, but we never got one taste of a tomato, and I don't know if it, I really don't know if it zapped her zeal on a garden, but it zapped mine. I mean, I was saying stuff like, I think the farmer's market has some pretty fresh tomatoes, you know. I wonder how, I wonder if Laney planted any tomatoes in her garden. Uh, I think she's going to try another one next year and put it where there's some sun. You know, you need sunlight for the source of your garden. So I think she's going to try again next year. We'll see. But there needs to be some sunlight and some mixed with some water and some good soil for there to be fruitfulness. That's, it's a, that's a principle of fruitfulness. And Jesus gave us some principles of spiritual fruitness, fruitfulness in a, in a really familiar, familiar um, parable that he told in John chapter 15. Uh, last fall, we, we talked some about this, but uh, used a, he had a different parable. This one is it's an awesome parable that he talks about, uh, the parable of the, of the vine, if you remember. It's one, of the, it's one of the I am statements, one of several I am statements that Jesus made. Starting with verse 1 of chapter 15. <clears throat> I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Remain in me as I, as, and as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine and you're the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, and thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear not just bear fruit, but bear much fruit, showing yourself to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. 
And if you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. God, as we open up your word, I pray that you would that you would challenge us, that you would change us. God, help us to be a people that bears much fruit for you and by you. In Jesus' name. Everybody say it. There are some, some important principles that we see that we're going to go through real quickly this morning that Jesus taught in this parable. And, he's, and the first one is pretty important. Uh, that God expects us to be fruitful. God expects us to be fruitful. He cuts off, <laughs> he said that he cuts off every branch in me that, that bears no fruit. <clears throat> now I've read a bunch of commentaries, several commentaries on this passage and what that, and what that means. And there's some guys, there are people that are a whole lot smarter than I am that disagree on, on what that actually means. But I'm smart enough to look at it and say, mm, this ain't good. So we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on the disagreement part of it, but what we are going to say is, God expects us to bear fruit. He's not pleased with fruitlessness or unfruitfulness. The next principle that we see is God's focus is on fruit, not just results. God's focus is on fruit, not just results. And there is a significant difference in that. <clears throat> Let me explain it like this. Fruit for zeal, church, is to help as many people as possible come to know God find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. And our strategy or our, our um, vision or our system for helping facilitate that is through our weekend services, through small groups, through growth track, and through the core team. It really, we can, have, we can have great results, and I praise God that, that we are. We're, we're, we're adding another three to the core team this month. Praise God for that. Um, but we can have great results in filling up our sanctuary with people for our services, we can have great numbers in small groups and those going through growth track. Our core team could grow until every area was completely staffed and no one was overwhelmed, overworked. All of those kind of results can happen. But if we're truly not seeing people come to truly know God, and find freedom and discover purpose in their lives. It doesn't matter if this place is full every week with multiple services. It doesn't matter if we have the growth track room full of growth track people. If, if we have 
however many people, everybody involved in a small group, if they're not, if they're not coming to truly know Jesus, that's what God cares about. He cares about fruit, not just results. He does, he's not as concerned, and I'm, I like attendance. I think it's great. I think that we need everybody involved. I like, re, I like results. <laughs> I think there will be results if there's fruit. And I think that, anyway, y'all, I won't go through that. I like that. But God help us in our individual lives as well as in our fam church family life to see fruit because fruit is where the zeal stays there. That's where the excitement comes because there's life in it. Amen? Our tendency is to focus on results over fruit, and especially in the, in the American church. And I know I keep referencing back to that study, but it, it, has, it has really hit me hard. It's how 60-plus percent of the American pastors can be preaching every Sunday, going through all the... The, the motions to get results and yet not have a biblical worldview. How is that? Because we're, we're not bearing fruit even in our own lives as pastors. Why are we surprised that in the American church there's not as much fruit to where, to where there's no practically no difference between people that go to church in America and people that are atheists. The lifestyles are the same because we're on results instead of fruit. Thank you for that good amen. Man, that was awesome. I was wondering if y'all going to hang me out to dry on that one, you know, whenever I was doing my notes. I was, Trying to figure out what joke I was going to tell to try to pull it in. You, you know if we follow Jesus, it's going to be like that. Because he was, he was focused on fruit. I mean, he would have crowds following him at the beginning of the day. And by the end of the day, he would give a 10-minute message or shorter and all that was left was the twelve looking confused. And Jesus saying, so y'all going to leave me too? They're saying, man, that was a hard, man, you could have softened that a little bit, Jesus. Because he was concerned about fruit, not just results. <clears throat> Jesus was saying, Large crowds are great. Strategies and systems are good and even necessary. We need small groups. We need Sunday services. We need people in, involved in all of the areas of the systems and the strategies. Jesus had that as well. 
But if they're, they are useless if they're not empowered by the source of life. Because, next point, it's impossible to bear fruit without a continual connection to the source of life. And that is in our individual lives. And if it's not in our individual lives, it's not going to be in the church because... We're the church. He said, remain in me as I remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. So we need to be pointing ourselves and pointing one another to Jesus. It's all about Him. It's impossible to bear fruit as much as you want to. I've said it before. <laughs> as much as I try, I can rub lotion on this head. I guess I could buy the spray and just make sure I did a straight line. But there's no source for hair to be growing in my head right now. And if we're not plugged into the source of strength, if we don't remain in Him, if, if Jesus is not the focus and our connection with Him, us being desperate to stay connected to Him in our lives, we will not bear fruit. We will, we will lose our zeal. <clears throat> Next point, only living organisms produce fruit. Only living organisms produce fruit. Machines, robots, they can produce results. But only living things produce fruit. And the church is an organism, not just an organization. We certainly want to be organized. <laughs> We want to be organized, but I don't want to be lifeless. I want, I want the fruit of the Spirit in my life. I want my love for God to be more passionate today than it was yesterday. And more passionate yesterday than it was the day before. More than that than it was the day before. Because there's always room. We cannot, we cannot exhaust the supply and the power of God. And whenever we stay connected with Him, we can bear, we will bear fruit. No matter what's going on around us, we'll bear fruit. We certainly want to be organized, but not lifeless. And I love this part in the parable because it shows us that fruit is inevitable when continuously connected to the source of life, who is Jesus. You don't have to try to make it. You don't have to, you don't have to, just strain and struggle and all of that kind of stuff. 
It is awesome whenever we can get in the presence of God. It gets to where it can be. Not that we don't go through a time of, of dryness, of pruning. <laughs> you ever been on the pruning? I don't like that part. But, but even in the midst of the pruning and the difficult times, whenever you know that you're connected to Jesus, you know that it's a pruning and not a cutting away. <laughs> And it makes it to where you say, Lord, this hurts like crazy. But I am thankful for it. Because I know it's going to make me better. There's fruit on the other side of this. That is going to be more. I I will experience more fruit on the other side of this. Than I had before. It's not complicated He doesn't put a whole bunch of hoops in front of us. It's not like a physical garden. (laughs) All the way like a physical garden. Where you have to constantly, you know, add fertilizer and stuff like that. We just come to Jesus and let him give fertilizer in our lives. God help us. Amen. Amen. Fruit is inevitable when continuously connected to the source of life. He said in verse 5, I am the vine and you're the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will, not you may, you will bear fruit. And he goes on to say in verse 7, if you remain in me and my words remain in you. Isn't this fun? You ask whatever you will. And it'll be done to you. So many times we, 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 we don't stay connected to God. We don't stay connected in our relationship with Him. And then we start talking, asking. And then we start complaining to Jesus because we didn't get the answer. Whenever we're looking for results instead of seeking fruit. And if we will seek fruit. At that point, we say whatever, and God is wanting to bless us with answers to our prayers. He wants to give us the desires of our heart. And He has the power to do it. Praise God for that. Seth, you can come on back. So our focus needs to be on our connection to Jesus. God's focus is on fruit. Ours is our connection to Jesus because Jesus will produce fruit in our lives and through our lives whenever we are focused on being connected to Him. You better be saying amen online. And he closes out saying, because whenever we do that, God is always for you and not against you. 
The fruit that he wants us to have is what everybody is looking for. What everybody is trying to find. Everybody is searching for. A lot of people search in the wrong ways. Even people that are in church. He goes on to say, whenever you do this, God receives glory. So God looks big and he looks good to us and through us. And we experience what we want to experience. We experience joy when we bear fruit. And it's God's will that we bear fruit so that our joy can be complete. Not just ha 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 happiness. Happiness goes up and down all the time. But the joy of the Lord is our strength. When we go through the storms of life, when we go through the calm times in life, we can have joy in all of it. And if we have the joy of the Lord because we have been connected to the source of life, on the other side of the storm, God uses the pruning to give more fruit to make Him look even bigger and gooder to the world. And whenever that happens, all of a sudden, the songs become more than just songs. Whenever we sing, your word is true. You know it's true. Because it's come to pass in your life. Whenever you're waiting for it to come through, you have hope and you have faith because you've seen it happen before. So God, in Jesus' name, let us be a people